the only podcast where everything is made up and the points don't matter. This is Bombers. Welcome back to Bombers. Sorry about last week with the technical difficulties. Um, we lost the entire episode completely, so that really sucks. But we're bringing it back strong and great, because this week we have me, Bomber number 5, Anthony, a.k.a. Deg, and Bomber number 3, Zyber, a.k.a. Zyber. Yes, and the just the two of us still. No, we're, we're, we're bringing it back even stronger, Zyber. I don't know if you've noticed, but we're joined by a wonderful amazing best friend rob hey uh, uh-huh. you decided to have me back uh welcome to the bottom of the barrel folks we <laughs> all float down here Wait, we're, we flo- nowhere to go but up right uh, sure how do you float on the bottom of the barrel is the barrel empty uh no that was a uh stephen king slash it reference oh the, with the clown we all float down here yeah yeah, yeah you know uh <laughs> It starring Bommy Wise, the uh, dimension hopping devil clown. Tim Curry. Man, and I thought it was just an IT movie. <laughs> Close. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I, I'm excited to have you back here, Rob. I think we're going to have a, a fun time. And this time, it's not just me here sort of babbling at you. Uh, Zyber can babble at you, too. So maybe I love b- babbling. Bobbling. I'll just ramble slightly less this time. I don't know, Zyber doesn't... He's he's one of those quiet types that just throws in words here and there. The strong, silent type. Well, I well when we finally have three people, I'm allowed to do yeah. that. <laughs> Falling back into into roles. Um, yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited. Uh, this is this is our apology for, for last week's uh, flummox. Is Here's Rob. Now you can listen to someone more interesting than us. And next week will be the Apology for Rob episode. Well, don't spoil it. Yeah, we're going to have to think of something pretty big for next week. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have to be oh, a... Yeah. Have speaking, of something... <laughs> speaking of something pretty big, let's move on to the bombastic news. Uh, Everyone's so favorite good. section of the show, right, Rob? Absolutely. <laughs> the best part. <laughs> did, you, did you know that we're on YouTube now? Did you? Uh, I did. Ironically. Yeah. Not ironically. Good. <laughs> Good. Ironically. You said ironic. <laughs> no, it's not. That's like the third time I've said it today. Ironically, well, ironic. you can find us on YouTube now, <laughs> where you, you can listen to our podcast. Uh, we have the whole fourth season up. At some point, I'll find time to work on the third season. Uh, so yeah, if you really want to watch our show, and by watch I mean like see little squiggly sound waves and such, that's where you can do it at. This is Bombers. Uh, we also have some nice Twitch uh, scenes up. Uh, Dag and people finished the Ark Survival recently, so you can... Do you have the video up of the that, boss fight there yet? The final boss fight video is still in the editing process, but it will be going up sometime soon. So if you are interested in seeing us finish the final boss of Ark Survival Evolved Ragnarok Plus map, uh, keep an eye on the YouTube. Go go over there and subscribe so that you can get notified whenever that video goes up. 
Yeah, if you want to see that mouthful, that's where you can do I, I it. Said words. Uh, anything else that you want to know about us, you can find our website. This is this is com, where it has information about us, our Twitch, email, our Discord. Link in description description below, where you can join us to have fun conversations like Rob sees every day. Uh, also, we got our Patreon, uh, where you can give us money, become a friend, acquaintance, best friend, the executive bomb deucer. If you like our stuff and want to give us money and want to get something out of it, that's where you want to go. Uh, if you're a friend or above, you can even be on the only fan, only friends. Calm down, <laughs> there's Cyber. <laughs> Chan- <laughs> only friends channel our Discord, where we usually post fun pictures of our cats and dogs and other animals. Uh, and finally, shoutouts to our current friends of the show, Haley, Aaron, Minted Peas, and Reaper, our acquaintances, and our best friends, Anne and Rob, whoever that is. <laughs> I disappeared there for a second. And if Again. you... Sorry. <laughs> Again. If you would like to be an amazing guest on the show like Rob... Uh, best friends and friends of the show have a higher priority for joining us. Yeah. Um, that does remind me, though, Zyber. I need to go on the website and actually like add the YouTube information in that. Oh, well, I mean, so we gotta do a lot of stuff it. on our site. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I I fixed some of it. There is some updated info on the website, so you, listener, uh, audience member, can go. It's and pretty check nice out site. New stuff. It's in dark mode, so you Speaking... don't worry about burning your eyes. Oh yeah, that was my choice because I, I like, like your eyes too. Eyes. Um, but speaking of, oh my goodness, Cyber, I'm trying to segue here, bruh. Segway like how Rob just went to a different room. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that I was keep <laughs> pretty great. Room and it hates me. I don't know why, or I hate that it hates me. I don't know. Oh, that sucks. So now I'm in my daughter's room. Well, um. That's a new room, and here are some new games. We're going to do the upcoming releases. Uh, I'm going to throw in one game from last week uh, that we missed with the loss of last week's episode, which is Neon White, that uh, came out today, actually, as we're recording this, but came out on Thursday the 16th. That is the, like, shooter card game that was revealed in one of the indie showcases sometime last year. That game that you you seem interested in, and I'm just all like, huh. I I am. I am pretty interested. I might might go and see about that this weekend, so maybe I will have talked about that on the Discord by the time this episode goes up. Well, if you do play it, then you'll just have to talk about it in a minute recap at some point. That's how that works. Uh, Then, uh, the 21st, Tuesday... Hey, Zyber, I know you're excited about this one. Fall Guys is coming to PlayStation 5, the Series Xbox, the Sexboxes, the Xbox One, and yes. the Nintendo Switch. And also is going... Free yes, to play, so it's getting all? a PS5 version, and then every version is going free-to-play. So there is absolutely no reason that anyone should not join us on Community Night to play Fall Guys. It's going to be on every system, and I believe they all. Yes, are, they uh, are crossplay. I made correct. sure of that. The only limb fact that I see on that is I think you can only team up with like 
what a total of four people something like that but like you know just team of four people hope we get in the same lobby with other people if they want to play see what happens yep i uh don't much care for this game because i am very bad i know but it's so fun uh, (laughs) if people if people load that up as a community night choice they can watch me just be angry i'm pretty sure that's why people like watching us play golf with friends so (laughs) yeah golf with friends is actually fun it's fun to hate on golf (laughs) rob have you uh Uh, checked out fall guys much of a battle royale game uh fan i so no it's a platformer i I mean there could be a better version of like a battle royale uh, platformer wait, but i'm saying is it, i'm thinking of the uh was it fall guys uh what was it ultimate knockout or whatever it was called so yeah that's it oh it yeah it it, it is technically a battle royale game oh, but it's okay. it's a platform no, i have not checked royale, it out i saw battle royale and kind of uh well checked out myself <laughs> if i'm being like honest, uh, turned it off. <laughs> one of the popular modes is like a get to the end of the map before a certain percentage of people that it's that kind of battle royale oh yeah, it's it's like um Wipeout. What was that? Super Mario 35. Oh, okay. That 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 sounds a bit more interesting then. Yeah, the kind of thing where you're you're trying to finish it's battle royale because it's got up yes, to like what, 60, 60 people in a round and they slowly attrit as the rounds go on because the people that don't make it to the end just get kicked out. Oh, so that's where the battle okay. royale yeah, comes from. I didn't realize that. Like I said, I saw battle royale and uh didn't go any further yeah, one of my favorite <laughs> stages on it is Fair that uh like as you're going through a level the platforms you're going on keep getting higher and there's a, like a sludge that's rising as you're going so you know you can get to the end and not have to wait another 10 minutes for the last remaining people to get through because the sludge is going to make sure that they die if they don't get there fast enough yeah i don't like the sludge one i do I sometimes <laughs> yeah that's, that's kind of the issue is that the physics is not it's not helping you. <laughs> yeah. The game is specifically designed to be wonky and weird because it's it's just for funsies. It's not like a, a real competitive experience. You're you're competing, but it's not like fun. It would be interesting you know? to play a game like that. I, I do like parkour. Yeah. Um that's Fall Guys. Also on Tuesday, the twenty first, is the Shadowrun trilogy coming to PlayStation four and five. Sexbox, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Shadowrun being, of course, a very classic, um, like, cyberpunk RPG experience. Is it, like, an actual RPG? It's like a like... tactical RPG, isn't it? Or, no. No, it's a... It's... It, well, I mean, Shadowrun itself is a, originally is a tabletop roleplay, and then so is it. The is it like the games. first two uh, Fallout or? Uh, probably similar. I mean, they are whoever, whoever. I think it was Rob said tactical RPG, which yes, that is what they are. They are tactical RPGs. So similar to like um, like some of the original okay. Fallout's and you know, 3D isometric t- style look to them. Or like um, XCOM to a degree, but not quite Not that. quite as <laughs> like, uh, XCOM-y. Like, 
like yeah, fire not quite emblem. as XCOM as, as XCOM for battles at least. No, maybe. Okay, well, <laughs> like um um, F, what's that series called with the the Dungeons and Dragons one? Oh, I don't Alderscape. know anything about that. Oh. Uh well, uh, Shadowrun coming coming on uh, Tuesday tomorrow. Thursday the twenty third, Sonic Origins comes out. Was that the first four Sonic? Putting... Sonic one through four. It's the uh, Sonic one through four all together, which means that they're all they are, that whole thing with them delisting the individual versions right, of all yeah. of those games. So that the only way that you can get any of the original Sonic games is to get the which Sonic is Origins more pack. expensive than than buying all the games yep. separately. Which, like, it's, you know, it's a full-on yep. remake, so it's not like they just poured them and grouped them together. So, like, technically, it should be worth more, but it's still disappointing that you can't just get the cheaper already existing option. Yeah. Yeah. It it opens up interesting conversations in the vein of, like, um, video game historicity, his, his like, um, you know, keeping keeping the old things around for archive yeah, like as i mentioned before when we talked about this it's like how they got rid of some of the past final fantasy games listings when they released the pixel remastered versions even though like yeah they they're already remade <laughs> they're different yeah it's it's weird uh, that's uh the origins it's coming to PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, so also to everything, which is why they delisted all of it on everything. Um, although, if you do already own versions of those old games, I believe you'll still be able to download them. Oh, yeah, I, I would be a lot more frustrated if you now. can't even re-download them. Yeah, then I'd be all like, alright, give me my money back. <laughs> right. And Friday the 24th, Capcom, yeah, big day, because <laughs> Capcom Fighting Collection is coming to the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and the PC. This is a large selection of just so many old Capcom fighting games. There's uh, Hyper Street Fighter 2 Anniversary Edition, Super Gem Fighter, Pu Super Fight Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, oh Red Earth, Cyberbots, Darkstalkers, Night Warriors, Vampire Savior, Vampire Hunter 2, Vampire Savior 2. <laughs> Street Fighter 2, the anniversary all on, edition. All on one oh. big collection. I mean, honestly, the coolest part of this, as far as I'm concerned, is the inclusion of Dark Darkstalkers. But um, if you like uh, retro Capcom fighters, here you are, because there are just a lot of them to play. On Online play is pretty big for whenever they do these kinds of things. Yep, and it does have online play, casual ranked custom, a whole bunch of uh, training mode, different like um, achievement type things, cool little display filters to make it look like you're on a Fun customization. That's amazing. A museum. It's, it's got to have a museum. That makes sense. Yeah, as with a lot of these old collections, it's a bunch of the whole, like, here's the original... Uh, whatever you call that stuff. Whenever your concept art there. I, I found it. I found the word. Here's all a bunch of concept art. And all I, I miss like when, you know, doing so stuff it, unlocked concept art in games. Bring that back. 
Yeah. That was always great. I mean, there was a little... Oh, um, so there I are was ten. just going to say, there's a little bit of art unlocks in... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the, the, the D word here, Metroid Dread. No, uh... Dread. Yeah, there is. And I'm, that's one of the things that <laughs> Dread did right. Can, can you, Anthony, tell me <laughs> one other thing that you think Dread did right? Hold on. It's, it somehow came up with another good reason for her to lose all of her powers at the beginning. <laughs> I, you put me on the spot here. Let oh, me try I, I just remember that game. Assumed you would say um, no and move on. Sorry. No, I'm actually thinking about it, and I will say, like, the actual like combat and controls of the game are really clean. I don't much care for the the overall map progression and, and, and all of that kind of stuff, but the actual like running around and pressing buttons part of the game is very tight and clean. So that's another thing they did right with that game. There, I said a good thing about That was the first track. thing that came to my mind, so you you chose a good one. Yeah. Yeah, the controls are controls so are just nice. Imagine going back to the first game, it's like, oh I can't point anywhere. <laughs> In any direction. Yeah. <laughs> just forward. All right, let's go on to the game that um, Haley and I are looking forward to. Oh, there's there's more games coming yeah, out. Fire Emblem Warriors: Three Hopes to the Nintendo Switch, also on Friday the twenty fourth. I would be more excited about this if one I had played any of the original Fire Emblem Warriors to be to start. I bought it played almost none of it that's sad because i heard really good things about their incorporation of fire emblem into the game eh. yeah I, I didn't i didn't play a lot and and like i'm i'm starting to get a little bit of muso fatigue with these games because we've gotten what two or three well two i guess two zelda <clears throat> warrior games yeah and this is now the second fire emblem one and this i think it's going to be pretty similar to the original Fire Emblem Warriors and Hyrule Warriors was just something. And I feel like this the Three Houses one is going to be similar to the second Hyrule Warriors, which was Breath of the Wild based in... Age of, yeah. Age of Calamity. So like, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited to good. see that, how it's going to be fully in the Three Houses uh, universe and following that kind of stuff. You're going to have just Three Houses characters to deal with. It forces them to not just do mimics of characters like well they didn't really do that in the first Fire Warriors but they did that with Fire Emblem Warriors I really want to like these Warriors yeah. type games and I might actually like them but I just keep thinking I'll give them a chance and keep I'll try and play Hyrule Warriors or whatever but I've just never really actually taken the time to sit down and play one if I'm being well honest. if you want to if you no. want to try out a Muso game, if you were, if you played like Persona Five, I would highly recommend the Persona Five Strikers. It's not a Warriors Muso game, but like it feels. But it, but it is. Well, I mean, like it's no, it's not the it's not the same people who made it. Oh really? I thought it was still uh, teamed up with. Um, I didn't. Tech I didn't well. think so. I'm gonna look that up while you continue. But to like it's, it. I mean, it's basically Persona Five, but with Musou's whatever pronunciation style fighting, and it fits really well because like, they still got their elements and the personas and all that stuff. 
Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I may have to give it a hmm. uh, check it out. And then also, it's just a straight up the you know sequel to Persona Five. Interesting. Yeah, I, I did hear it was a, an actual like continuation of the story and not a weird let's retell the story but with different mechanics yeah. type of thing. Um, according to the internet, the wide world of the internet where no one ever lies, uh, Persona Five Strikers was developed by a Megaforce and P Studios, published by Atlas, but is a crossover between the Koei Tecmo Warriors franchise and the Persona series. So I'm a little I'm not sure if they were inspired by it. And people have just said, oh yeah, it's Blah Blah Warriors, or if there was actually a deal there, because this is not really... Well, I mean, if, if Koei Tecmo didn't actually do anything to it, then... Yeah, that's why I'm confused. Like, like they you, partner with you know, Musou exists outside of Koei Tecmo. <laughs> Technically, but it, Koei Tecmo has such a stranglehold on that, the entire idea of it, mostly because they tend to do it pretty yeah, well. Yeah, but like in this case, Strikers like doesn't follow the thing of a giant landscape full of a bunch of minions for you to kill kind of stuff. Which is pretty... Like you actually, just like, like Persona 5, you can sneak up on enemies and then attack them and it just turns into Musa's style in a little area. Right. Um, Age of Calamity also was a very good warriors game so if you're interested in looking into it i would recommend that yeah because it i will definitely check it out it kind of comes off a little bit like zelda fan fiction but i mean you being such a huge zelda fan zelda fan fiction you say never heard of it (laughs) and like with age of calamity it's not just you you know just like all right now go defeat this general and then this general like they try to come up reasons for you to go to places and such and usually you actually optionally you know take over bases to get collectibles instead of because that's the only thing to do yeah bonuses and stuff plus yeah they they have enough variety in mission objectives that it doesn't get boring and old like a lot of the warrior games oh, yeah it's not just uh tend to do go beat this horde over there for uh generic story piece etc etc the yeah, there's an actual like script going on and a different hey, beat this. Now uh kill all of these. Now you have to unlock this and the other thing to do the stuff and there's there's some variety to objective. Also, you can actually 100% the Age of Calamity unlike the first Hyrule Warriors. Uh yeah, that one was absurd. Back to the f- Um but those are all the, the upcoming I was going to say real quick about the Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. They did announce recently that like, there are actually different story paths to go with the three houses, just like the original game. Just like the three Because it was, it was a question of, like, how are they going to do that? But it appears like you'd have to play the game three times, just like three houses. Just, Which, in that particular instance, is fine because it's a central conceit of the original three houses. If I had to do something like that in a different muso i might be a little bit upset i guess depends like is it going to be mission based where you can switch between the three at any time or is it going to be you know like an actual save file that goes through one whole thing that's an interesting question we'll find out in a week i guess we will um yeah no more no more releases those are the cool ones coming up uh if there are any that you are looking forward to let us know in the discord rob have any of these uh piqued your um, interest yeah i i uh I'll, I'll definitely have to check out uh maybe not maybe not fire emblem warriors three hopes from the beginning just because i haven't played 
I mean, I played Dynasty Warriors, like, what seems like a million years ago, but eventually maybe I'll get to that. <laughs> and then, you know, the Shadowrun games, and, uh, I don't know, Fall Guys, uh, maybe I uh, just saw, like I said, Do I it. saw Battle Royale and checked out immediately, so maybe I'll Do have to look it. <laughs> I mean, now that Fall Guys is free to play, you don't really, as Zyber said, you have no excuse. Unless you're a party pooper. Well, I could be a party pooper, well. I suppose. I'll have to give it a look. And then um, the final upcoming release, actually, I just thought of this that I want to mention. The final upcoming release that is happening this coming week is Fake Fest will be occurring in scenic Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, certain people are aware of this. Uh, it is a fun little pretend music festival hosted by Shay. And I think that all three of us that are on this podcast are going to that. That's the plan. Uh, yes. Uh, so. I may be there a day later than anticipated, but that's just because uh, no one will trade with me at work and all of my coworkers suck. But I will definitely be there. Rude. Eventually. Burn the building down. Don't actually do that since it's a hospital, though. Yeah, the only issue is that Tharn Warriors comes out that Friday. Oh, so Haley's just going to have to go to a random GameStop or something in Wisconsin to get it. Yeah, go to preplate or something. Um, That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody hanging out, having a good time. But what that uh, really means, most importantly for the podcast, is there will not be an episode that will release next week. So it's an upcoming not release. Just letting you all know that next week, uh, because we will all be having fun at this fake fest, we will not have time to record an episode for next. Uh, pardon me. Yeah, next like Monday. we could try, but it'd be really loud, and there would be copyright issues with all the music going on. Yeah, it'd be messy. And uh, maybe instead, go find your second favorite podcast and listen to that for us. Sure. Uh, maybe I think I might have to look into bringing like Age of Calamity or something to Fake Fest so that you can check it out. Oh, so it, yes, uh, that uh, why not? Sounds good. I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I know a lot of you out there are thinking, "What? No, no episode of the podcast list next week." That's awful. That is just what a what a what a bomb I, uh, they really dropped a bomb on us that's what a this is how ironic this is a very ironic <laughs> <laughs> um which maybe we'll talk about that in our next segment the weekly bomb uh news items that are either the bomb or a bomb either that is awesome or oh no not so awesome so, first news item on the weekly bomb. There will be no episode of the podcast next week thanks to Fake Fest. Ooh, a bomb. Um, I think I think this is the bomb because I'm excited to go to Fake Fest. Uh yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Like I, I mean, I I'm not, you know, regularly part of the podcast, but uh still, it's the bomb. Rob Rob will it's have the... something else to listen to, so he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, 
on that note, uh, let's actually do the real the real weekly bomb here. Um, Zyber, why don't you start us off? All right, I'm gonna start off with something that just happened like right before we got together to record this podcast. Uh, Final Fantasy VII had its twentieth, twenty fifth, twenty fifth anniversary Jeez. today. And so they did a stream about it where they announced so many Final Fantasy VII things. Holy crap. So, like, they got that uh, First Soldier Battle Royale mobile game going out. They announced third season, whatever stuff. Uh, but then uh, they showed Ever Crisis, which is supposed to be a mobile game that goes throughout the entirety of the Final Fantasy VII story. That's uh, beta testing this year. So excited for that. And then they announced they are remaking Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, which is the game Crisis that Core? takes place before Final Fantasy VII, starring Haley's favorite character of all time, Zack Fair. Zack. And so, yes, we... Oh, we are so excited about that. It looks really good. Like, you know, it's got the remake model stuff, plus some Crisis Core extra gameplay in it. Uh, that's coming. That's Crisis coming out Core. this winter. Crisis Core was PSP only. It was, wasn't it? and so Haley likes to say it's impossible to play anymore. Even though I have a PSP, but no, it's impossible to play anymore. And I have a PSP. Yeah. Um, and then after that, they announced the second, the Final Fantasy VII remake Part Two, which is coming out two winters from now. And they show. Oh, that's finally actually a. Yeah, it's uh, called Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I think. Wasn't wasn't the first one called like Retrograde or Integrade? No, that was the DLC, the Yuffie DLC, and that was Integrade. Oh, that's finally coming to uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Integrade are finally coming to Steam. It was originally only Epic, Uh, and also the DLC is finally coming to PS4. Originally, it was only PS5 playable. So, yeah, a lot of fun stuff to talk about there when initially people were just all like, oh, they'll put our hopes up. They're probably just going to, you know, talk about Ever Crisis and that's it. But here they go. They announce four different games that they're working on. And it's like, oh, so that's what Square Enix has been doing because they kind of like released all but one thing that they had shown us prior to this. Yeah, the news was real dry on the Squeenix front there for a while. And so this might as well just be like the E3 for Square Enix Fall Fantasy 7. I know uh, <clears throat> my brother was annoyed uh, by the uh, Final Fantasy event because uh, still, and he, you know, played somewhere else, but still no Final Fantasy 14 for Xbox after, you know, being announced like, what, how many years ago? It's It's been a minute, I know that. I didn't know they ever announced that. Yeah, I didn't it's, realize they it's, announced it's, that. Um, allegedly been in, it, it according. Uh, it has a, allegedly allegedly been in development for quite a while, but there's no no one. I don't know. I hold on. It was announced. When was it? I can't even remember. Anyway, yeah, no. So it, it was. It, it has been announced, <laughs> but there's no news. And the news as of like two months ago was that there's still no news. They can talk about it. Or they can't talk about it, but they would like to talk about it. And my brother, being an Xbox fan and uh, also a Final Fantasy fan, was really hopeful for today, even though not up. So what I'm seeing, uh, look, what I'm seeing here is that there like, was an interview with 
uh, Yoshida in October 2021 where he was just all like, yeah, there's talks about it, but nothing like actually official. Apparently the initial quote-unquote announcement was Phil Spencer back in 2019 said that Microsoft was going to bring 14 to the Xbox platform. Back in November of 2019, Phil Spencer. Well, that's this. Phil Spencer. Like, I don't... Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get it from take Square a... Enix's mouth, not... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just Phil saying, we would like this to happen. Yeah, that'd be like PlayStation being all like, we're gonna have Halo on here someday. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. One of these days. <laughs> I mean, Final Fantasy sixteen is coming to the Xbox, so... Yeah, that's... That's a thing something interesting i'm actually like pretty surprised by the seven remake coming to steam because like so far square Enix has just been releasing everything on the epic game store like all their kim hearts games are on there and such mm-hmm. so like hey if that's moving to steam maybe they'll start putting everything new on steam as well yeah the multiple pc storefronts for games kind of obnoxious honestly mm-hmm. but that's just a symptom of the fact that basically all pc gaming was taken over by the steam storefront a decade ago so yeah it was kind of amusing when he they announced that it was coming to steam they're all like we hope that this will allow more people to play the game and it's like well they could have played it. <laughs> i mean it will but they could have played it already <laughs> yep oh they did announce that it has steam deck support though so I guess that's a reason. Oh, that's good. Oh, that'll, that's cool. that'll expand it. Yeah. yeah, I told Haley like there could be a day someday where I'm gonna actually buy a Steam Deck. Who knows? I mean, I guess it depends on how well it does. Yeah, I'm still not. I'm I'm honestly way more interested in the PSVR two than I am in the Steam Deck at this. Oh, point. me too. So that would be my. That's my next big. But like, money I love I love playing Switch in handheld mode. So like, if I could play a bunch of games I have on PC that don't really need to be on PC in handheld mode. Then there you go. What do you think, Rob? Uh, uh yeah, no, I I don't I don't really play a lot of PC stuff anyway, so um the Steam Deck would maybe give me a reason to uh delve into that world finally. Yeah, at that point you're almost the like prime demographic to look into it. Yeah. Because you can suddenly expand your library to all those games that you haven't been playing. Someone like me, who has a nice, powerful gaming PC, and what's the point of me getting a Steam Deck? There's, there's not much point. I have a crappy desktop in one room of my house, and uh, oh, high passion. <laughs> well, I mean, we we have uh, like my wife's uh, laptop. It's it's for editing. It could definitely run games, but. Uh, she, you know, she's a photographer. She's always editing photos, so that's not a thing. Yeah, you can't get to that. <laughs> it's, it's being used <laughs> not very often. Yeah. So overall, so I be- give the Final Fantasy VII uh, stream thing that happened a the bomb. Yeah, I did not get a chance to watch that, but based off of everything that you just said, I would agree. That sounds like the bomb for something that. Uh, was it was relatively short wasn't it? like 10 15 minutes something it, it was like, 10 minutes yeah it seems like they, they they packed a lot of stuff into that brief amount of time it's kind of impressive yeah oh yeah they actually talked about like merchandise and stuff too at the very beginning and i'm just all like oh they're not gonna put stuff much stuff in here then and then they did afterwards and then they had bomb after bomb after bomb <laughs> 
Yeah, good bombs. Good bombs. All right, uh, Rob, what do you have for our discussion on the weekly bomb? <laughs> um, there was the there was the Microsoft and Bethesda stream earlier this week. I watched some of it. There are things there there are there were things in it that I was actually you know excited for. They showed a bit of Silk Song. The new, you know, Hollow Knight. Um, yeah, that's been in the works for, um, for yeah, forever. Yeah, a long time. Um, this, still no release date. It's coming to Game Pass day one. Cool, whatever. Um, but w- when Whenever that day one happens to be, <laughs> when is what I want to know. Um, I thought the last case of Benedict Fox looked awesome. It's like a Lovecraftian Metroidvania. So you know. When you when you put those words together, you, you, you got me. <laughs> that did look interesting, though. I wonder, like, am I going to have a hard time like seeing everything that's actually happening there? Yeah, there, it did seem like there's always a lot going on on the screen. So, and, and just you know, how are they going to really work that story? Because you know, if they're if they're doing they're doing Lovecraft, obviously. So there's going to be a lot of. Uh, fear of the unknown type things so I just it's hope, not always easy to I hope they that. do yeah i hope they do lovecraft correct and really get into the like psychological like large scale horror uh but and not just like ooh things are weird i i went crazy because they <laughs> yeah. don't know it's the the whole point of lovecraft so many people misinterpret it it's not like I saw something my brain couldn't process. It's, I saw something, my brain processed it, and I have rejected that truth because it is too horrible to actually acknowledge. Yeah. It's, there... not, it's, it's not that I couldn't understand it. It's that I, I choose not to understand it. <laughs> yeah, we, oh, we, we... I do that all the time. Need more mm-hmm. of the cosmic horror. The, like, holy that crap. Was a cosmic horror. Thank you. Uh, um, this is a thing. I know it's a thing, but I'm going to pretend like it's not a thing because I can't possibly fathom said thing. Yeah. Like, one of the cool, cooler things that I saw that describe it is, imagine an ant who suddenly ha- gained the intelligence of a human and understood the human world and that they were just an ant in that place. And then imagine that ant's consciousness collapsed back into just being an ant so they had these memories of the human world, but they can't process it any longer. They can't communicate it to the other ants. And that's what cosmic horror is like. We humans are ants in the world of these eldritch abominations that ruled all of the cosmos. We are ants. We're, we're, we're just insects in their world. <laughs> it wasn't all hits, though, at the uh, Microsoft Bethesda thing. Uh, Starfield. Oh boy. Here we go. (laughs) Um, I just can't help but look at this and not think that it's going to be like the second coming of like No Man's Sky. Which Uh, is not what it is, let's be honest. (laughs) I don't see anyone that is like, yeah, this is totally going to be awesome. (laughs) Like, everyone is very cautious and suspicious. Like, the concept is really cool. And I was actually kind of start, sort of starting to get into it. And then they dropped the, there's going to be a, over a thousand planets. And I'm like, wait, what? How how are you going to make 
make that work? Is this like procedurally is generated? Be, yeah, that's gonna it's say. Is this going to be, be yeah. procedurally generated, like over and over and over, kind of like uh, what, like No Man's Sky, basically? Yeah, No Man's Sky or the the uber repetitive moons in the first Mass Effect game, where it's like <laughs> land here, go there, you can inspect leave. this, leave, done. And it's like, how many of those, what, 900, do we think? 900 plus of the thousand planets are going to be like that? Yeah. It's it, it prob- probably. Feels also, my like favorite, also, my favorite thing is that people are actually pointing out, like, hey, Bethesda, you're, you're actually not very good at making, like, pristine games. You know, their past games are always full of glitches and full stuff. Of and oh. so, finally, people are all like, we're finally not, you know thinking you're going to make a good game because of that. And I'm just like, it's about time. Yeah. I saw that someone had said one of the cities on one of the main planets in this game is supposed to be as big as all of Skyrim or something absurd. Yeah, I saw that, which is ridiculous. How big is this game going to be? Can we even download it on the PlayStation? Roughly 7 terabytes. Yeah, it seems seems like a, a bunch of no Man's Sky style large promises that aren't going to be pulled off successfully. I don't even see how you could pull it off successfully, if I'm being honest. But yeah, what do I know? Well, the good news is, uh, Starfield, even with the main one city on the main hub being the size of Skyrim and it having a thousand different, presumably procedurally generated, the download will still be smaller than Call of Duty. Uh, Insert or- game here. <laughs> well, the 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 battle royale Call of Duty that I Vanguard forgot the name of, which ruined my joke, Warfront or something. I don't know. Vanguard is the current game my dad's playing. Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone, which has a notoriously large download size. Anyways, that was a, that joke was uh, a bomb. So. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I think overall the the Bethesda showcase kind of lackluster, honestly. I don't think it was bad enough to call it a bomb, but it wasn't like, oh man, this is great. Yeah, there were a couple things on there that looked cool. I I don't hate Redfall, but I still don't know that I'll like Redfall. Um, what what else was on there? Uh, uh, Flintlock. Arc 2. Yeah, Arc <laughs> 2, I have no desire to play that. I still think the whole Vin Diesel thing looks horrible, but uh, that's yeah. just me. Uh, they, uh, they did show more Plague Tale, so that's called Requiem. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, Overwatch 2 got a, a release date, October 4th, 2022. Uh, Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> my, my daughters were super excited when Minecraft Legends uh, came up on the screen. What the F even? Counts. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I gotta look at this. It's a real-time strategy, strategy Minecraft game. Oh, like the Minecraft dungeons, but real-time sort of, strategy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's sometime 2023, so, you know, nowhere near. It's also near. whatever. Yeah. Yep. That, that's really all I have thoughts about on that i guess the, the a bunch of the persona games coming to xbox is kind of a big news oh yeah, yeah about that. and and they did announce they're coming to playstation and uh steam also so good there you go again 
how she saw like you better put it on not just <laughs> Xbox because like I've been waiting to play Persona Four Golden and Persona Three of some fashion. That would be a weird move to only bring it to Xbox, but it's good that they. Well, that's initially that. how it was announced, and then even Atlas tweeted afterward just that it was coming to Game Pass. Like they didn't mention anything else, and I was all like, like usually you know when a company says a game is coming to them, then the you know, the game company will say it's actually coming to all these things, but they didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. at first, and so I was very concerned. A lot of the announcements with, like, this limited exclusivity type stuff that's been going on recently, they'll announce it as coming to blah, and then they fail to mention that, and then in three months it will be on all of the other systems. That's very misleading, and, and yeah. I, yeah. I don't enjoy it. I was thinking, like, do we need to wait a year or something? Yeah. Oh, one other thing from the uh, the Microsoft Bethesda spectacular or whatever you want to call it. I forgot. Uh, Kojima has partnered with Xbox for something. That something, kind of, yeah. So, I, th I, I, yeah, I thought that he was already like ex signed to like an exclusivity deal with Sony, but maybe I. Uh, he just keeps you know, switching I around. I mean, he he's got Kojima Productions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't think they're tied to any specific platform. Console, I honestly um, don't want Kojima Productions to be tied to anything. It's, Just let the man feels, do what he wants. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's Hideo Kojima. Like, we get it. Just let him do games. Yeah. Like, he's going to do what he wants to do anyways. We saw what happened when Konami tried to control him. Just, just, let, just let the man games. Let him make his movies that occasionally you press buttons during. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. I want to play uh, a walk. I still need to play his walking simulator. I don't even want to play that. Wh which one is his walking simulator? Is that Death Stranding? <laughs> Death, or... Death Stranding. Yeah. 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 Didn't th did yeah. they announce a second one? I thought that there was something about that, but it w I did. It wasn't during this, so who knows? Yeah, I thought I remembered there being something about. Another one. Death Stranding. Norman Reedus takes a walk. Yep. I'll take a walk. Take a walk. Yes. Oh, um, it wasn't an official announcement, but uh, Reedus had mentioned something about Death Stranding 2 being in development. So That's there's it. No, there's no real official press release. But if Redus is saying that he's working on it, he's probably working on it, and they're just waiting for the actual press release to happen. So I have to say, Norman Redus and the Funky Fetus. Yep, that was it. Perfect. All right. Let's see. My news items that I bring, I'm just going to resurrect the news items that we talked about on last week's Lost episode, which is the first... Um, the Halo, I'm going to do this one first, the Halo Infinite co-op testing for campaign is beginning in July next month. So that's right. They're testing, beta testing, co-op campaign. They're not releasing it. This thing that they said would be ready in the summer. They're not releasing it. They're testing it. And yeah. on top of that, let's be honest. This probably should have been a feature that was in the gold release. Halo Infinite has been a mess from inception to 
still the future, apparently. They didn't even they didn't even have the campaign when the multiplayer came out, did they? Nope, they did yeah. Not. Yeah. So like yeah, this co op thing that I thought originally was supposed to come out last April and now I'm hearing is, is not even beta in beta. Touching. Not even in beta yet. I mean the good news is that they announced that after they have online co op, they're actually going to add local co op, which really surprised me. Like at least that's at least they're doing that. They're at least they're doing with that. that with Halo Five. Yeah. What What is there to test for, like co-op? <laughs> right. <laughs> like they have multiplayer. Yeah, they. It's like, oh, what? There's a second person. You mean like multiplayer? <laughs> you mean like al- almost all Halo games before this one? I was gonna say my favorite part of Halo back when I used to play the Halo games regularly. I mean, it, this is a. It may sound crazy, but was couch co-op. And oh, yeah. It's not like, crazy at all. Couch, you know, co-op was Halo, and now it's yeah. like, we have to maybe check and see if this might work. We're not real sure. Like, yeah. my friend and I recently went through all or Halo Reach 1 through 4 couch co-op because it was fun. And then yeah, we had to stop yeah. there because we don't have... Uh, xbox one which is the only way to play halo 5 and yep. also we would have had to take turns playing it because it would have been co-op yeah so it's online only co-op not couch co-op but at least yeah, it and... has co-op on like infinite yeah well i was waiting for co-op to come come out to play infinite's campaign and on top of that they still don't have the ability to go back and replay previous missions <laughs> they if you want don't. to if you want to play previous parts of the game you have to start the game over and play through it. Play through the entire game. Oh, you missed one achievement on the seventh mission? Go back. Sucks to be you. Yeah, this... I don't know what 343 has been doing, but they have destroyed the Halo series, and it is... It, there's some other things that I don't even want to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, I was about... getting ready to say, there's another thing that 343 did recently that uh, yeah, was a let's... piece like yesterday. Let's, let's not talk about that. Let's not. That's a whole other just problem. Though. You have to um, tell me what that is, I don't know what you're talking that'll... about. Well, let's, let's After save it for the podcast, the... yeah. We'll save it for the post-show, maybe. Uh, as, a, as, as a reason for people to have to go and subscribe to the Patreon to listen to whatever it's that is. It's a giant WTF. It's nice. a it's a very it's a very bad PR gaffe. We'll put it that uh, way. It also reminds me, like I used to play the Call of Duty campaigns with my dad. Oh, well, like I guess two games because that's what was out at the time. And like it's just you know sad that these people are all like, oh, multiplayer games don't need single player story stuff anymore. It's not needed. It's like, well, it was good though. Like, why drop out something that actually brought people to play your game? Yeah, I don't understand the current just environment around developers' thoughts on this type of stuff. Do it's they like either how... go with like straight multiplayer, multiplayer battle royale, whatever, or weird online only pseudo multiplayer, or just straight up single player experiences. Yeah, I actually heard that the Fortnite's like single player mode stuff was actually really good. It's just that they. And originally, that's what the game was going to be, but then they decided to go for that Battle Royale stuff. And it's like, well, I I didn't play the single player because it cost money. I was an early adopter. I was one of the very first founders of Fortnite because the single player seemed really awesome, and I was super excited about that, and it was cool. And then the Battle Battle Royale took over, 
and I'm mad because I gave them money as a founder. I, I've complained <laughs> about this multiple times in the past. I got screwed by Epic and Fortnite because they sold me a game that wasn't the game that they ended up making. Yeah. So, that makes me angry. Come on, developers. People still like playing single-player stuff. It's fine. Stop making all these other games, developers, and only make the games I like, okay? <laughs> then you'll get sales. It's well, not like, complicated. When they, <laughs> like, showed the first trailer for the Fortnite Bob Rowell stuff, I'm just like, but why? Yeah. Well, and it's kind of funny, because the only reason... It, it was like a... a the Fortnite Battle Royale was a side project. They were like, let's do this based off of the popularity of PUBG. Yeah. And then, obviously, it took over. Killed PUBG, by the way. And, uh... Went from a side project, like, fun little one-off mode that they were doing for, like, a month or so to... That's just what the game is now. Yep. Anyways, that was our conversation about Halo... Which it's, it's a bomb. <laughs> I'm I'm still the Halo Battle Royale. I'm telling you, boy. Uh, the other news item that we discussed last week that we can bring up again is Sonic Frontiers. Oh boy, here we go again. I guess I'm the bearer of bad news this week. Um, Sonic Frontiers had the um, early show uh, preview footage that they had put out a couple weeks ago, and. Uh, IGN's senior editorial producer, Mitchell Saltzman, uh, who Sonic Team, uh, Sega, had uh, partnered with IGN for these reveals, so that's why IGN is making these statements. Um, he, he said, uh, if you're worried about how the blue blur will fare in this unfamiliar genre, I think Crush 40 put it best. Open your heart. It's gonna be all right. It's worth emphasizing that this gameplay and the version that I played were from an early build. So they're saying, don't worry, if you didn't like the way it looked, it was from an early build. It's so cringe. Yeah. One, that's very reactionary, just like, oh no, they didn't like it. Well, don't worry, we're still working on it, they'll change from that. Why didn't you tell us that up front, that this was an early build and, and things are, are changing? Why are you just now being like, oh no, Ugly Sonic was bad and now we're going to have to go in and fix it and make it good. And um, this sort of just goes back to at least the thing I harp on all the time, which is all of these announcements, these these hype cycle type things are coming out way too early. If this is such an early build that things are still changing and you have to, hey, don't worry, it's an early build, maybe you shouldn't have put that footage out there yet. Maybe you should have worked on it until it was ready for the public to actually see it. Also, during that interview thing, they like announced that gameplay is that you find or make portals into the more linear stage kind of levels. And it's like, well, maybe you should have shown that part to be all like, hey, guys, don't worry, there is still some sonic gameplay in here yeah i mean when when this footage first dropped and i mentioned this on that episode that we talked about it like sonic is sonic is go fast that's 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 his whole thing and you've got this game where again you're running around solving puzzles so stop and look and think and figure it out like that's betraying the the core gameplay of the series 
Rob, have you seen any of this Sonic stuff for um, Sonic Frontiers? Uh, I've, I've been looking at the Sonic stuff from Sonic Frontiers, and I still I have no idea what's going on, honestly. <laughs> uh, None of us do. Yeah. It, like I, there's a quote here that, uh, that in an IGN article that I, I saw earlier that, uh, I don't know, here's what it is. <laughs> Why are they? They're calling it open zone instead of open world. Yeah. Uh, and, and so Kishimoto told IGN that level-based platformers have a world map. Our open zone is a world map. Only we've made it entirely playable. Yeah. So a uh, playable world map that includes stage-like elements is something that hasn't really been done before. So we had to come up with a new name. False. Which is often defined as a world in other level-based platformers, but it's called a zone in Sonic games. So we took that and combined it with open, which refers to a freely explorable field. So that's what open zone stands for. It's a hub world. Yeah. It's a hub world. Never done before. It's not like yeah. Sonic Adventure or Sonic 06 or like, you know, Spyro or anything. <laughs> anything that has it's, a it's hub completely world. completely new. Yeah, it's completely new with puzzles in, an, in, a, in, a, in a world to watch. Yeah, no... That it just processed in my head what you said, Zyber. It's Spyro. Sonic <laughs> Sonic Generations technically has that. It's just not. It's not open world. It's a two D platformer. Nonetheless, it's an open hub world. Yeah, with with yeah, puzzle I, elements to unlock additional worlds. Uh, like they they should have announced that a long time ago. People they're, like they're reinventing the wheel here. And also, yeah, stop poorly. making Sonic live in a realistic-looking world, given the Mario Odyssey style. I did see the. Uh, I don't. I don't remember exactly what this was, but it, it was an article I saw where one of the Sonic team leaders was like, "Don't worry, Sonic probably won't kiss humans anymore." <laughs> probably. <Yeah. laughs> we gotta leave as, that door open, Justin. As writers in the background go, wait, what? We're, we're not doing what? Huh? <laughs> okay, what if the girl turns into a hedgehog before it happens? Oh, st please stop this line of thought. We're gonna get so much fan fiction. <laughs> uh, too late. I'm drowning in it. I I'm I'm writing it as we speak. No, Rob. No. Rob the hedgehog. Rob the hedgehog. Take this. Take take this notebook quickly. That was a water bottle. <laughs> yes, it was actually. Uh, so those are the those are the sure. bombs. Um. I was gonna say speaking of notebook, but I don't really want to do Bomber's notebook. We're getting late in the episode here. Instead, no, uh, we don't. We don't have enough time. <laughs> what What I do want to touch on briefly is Rob, your fun little story about how every time your guest on the show, something interesting seems to happen to you. <laughs> I don't know if interesting is the the right word. Um, infuriating. Of, uh, yeah. <laughs> infuriating. That that's a, that's that's the word. Uh, so, um, last time I was on, if, if you all may recall, someone had drilled a hole in the gas tank of my truck, which I no longer have. About a month ago, I bought a car, just had to do some minor things, get an oil change, get, uh, I had to check the, do what's called an IDOD. I don't know if any other states other than Missouri have this stupid thing that you have to do. If the car comes from a different state, you have to take it and get it, uh, 
halfway inspection where they uh, check the VIN number and check the mileage and then look up the VIN number and make sure the mileage sort of kind of matches. Interesting. Dropped it off at a, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a Missouri thing. It only costs $10, so I would call it a money grab, but again, it's only 10 bucks, so it's a fairly poorly planned money grab <laughs> if it is. Yeah, my state grabs money a different way from cars. Yeah. <laughs> so I dropped it off yesterday after work to get this done. Oil change and that. Picked it up a little bit before the time when the uh, uh, the oil change place that was doing it was going to close. And, I don't know, long story short, my car was uh, kind of running a little wonky. Not uh, It was idling kind of rough got home it almost died while waiting on the garage door to be opened that was cool um and then uh when i got it in the garage i shut it off and not much long after that it didn't really want to start start it and it would you know like like you know rev up or whatever like a car normally does when you start it and then the the best way to look at it is the rpm gauge it would rise and then would immediately fall back down and the car would die oh my um, and then some various check engine lights would come on. And so, yeah, I don't really know uh, how the oil change from hell killed my car, but here we are. Car's dead. Yes, uh, well, it'll start now, um, but it just like sitting in park, it 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 sounds it, it it's it's idling at like over two thousand RPMs, which essentially means it. It sounds like sounds it's like dying. Yes, yeah, like you've got your foot on the gas the entire time, and I don't know why. So I have to. Uh, luckily, that's you know it's all warranty covered, so I just have to drop it off tomorrow. But it's still really annoying. Yeah, that sounds awful. I wonder if that actually is connected to the oil changer, if it was just some sort of defect. Because you said you only had it for like a month, didn't you? Yeah, uh, like the, I bought it like the 10th of may or something like that so somewhere in that ballpark uh it could be um i vaguely remember an older vehicle of mine doing something similar to this i feel like it was like an oil pressure sensor that was causing all of the issues but i i could be wrong i'm not a mechanic i'm just a mediocre x-ray tech i <laughs> see this is why i changed my own oil i need to get an oil change it's actually sucks. this conversation has reminded me <laughs> well, if you lived near me, I would offer it, but... You are not close to me in the slightest. <laughs> nope, I think it would be cheaper for you to go get it done instead of drive all the way over here. Yeah, I would say... I actually used to nothing change my own oil, but then it got to the point to where then taking the oil to be disposed of cost almost as much as paying them to change my oil, so then I got lazy. Well, that's sad. There's a gas station near us that just takes it for free. That's oh. very handy. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, I uh, I just dump it down the storm drain. That's terrible. <laughs> That's one way to do it. No, <laughs> I just put it in my garbage disposal. That works, right? Oh my goodness! Absolutely. Uh, speaking of, my garbage disposal no longer works. It's sad. At least you had a garbage disposal. Yeah, it was the first one I ever had, and now that we don't have any more, it's like, well, I mean, we should just put it in the garbage instead, but. I miss having an actual dishwasher that wasn't just my two hands. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the first time Haley has had a dishwasher, so I'm just <laughs> like, all right, stuff goes here. Don't put stuff here. <laughs> this is the soap. Press these buttons. 
Well, I had to figure that out too. It's, it was uh, like a dial thing. So it's oh. like, oh, we just move it to be in the preheat water thing and let it run. Yeah, I don't like the dial ones. I much prefer the more modern push button ones. Those are so much easier. Yeah. I do like knowing how much time is actually left. I mean, it's going to run till it's done anyway, so what does it matter? Well, like, one time I started it, and then I, like, went for a run, and an hour later it was still going, and it wasn't even, like, halfway done. And I was like, man, it really takes that long? Did Haley, like, reset it while you were gone or something? <laughs> no, she was walking on the treadmill next to me. Huh. Weird. Well, I hope well you're, anyway, Rob, hope you're like, issues. that just... Yeah. That just tells me that we should stop inviting you to the podcast, because whenever we do, someone <laughs> has it out for your car. Uh, apparently. Uh, yeah, I don't even I don't even know. Yeah, break my car once, shame on you. Break my car twice, shame on me. Break my car three times, you don't get a car anymore. <laughs> no car for no you. Car. Uh, let's... Let's let's cap this off with a little bit of minish recap, mostly just to say, hey, Rob, is there anything cool that you've been doing recently that you would like to uh, chat about? Uh, I've been playing a bit of Trek to Yomi here recently. Nice. Um, and by a bit, I mean I started it like last week and I played it a handful of hours. It's uh, it's really cool. Um, it's uh, for people who maybe not maybe don't know what it is or maybe don't remember it's uh it's it's a black and white game it looks like any old 70s samurai movie Kurosawa. that you may have watched or not seen and it it plays like that it's actually it's actually really really fun so far it's it's kind of side scroll it's, it's it's a side scroller but you know you can not just go side to side up down and around it's it's uh i don't know even what you would call that uh side scroller where you can go different direction directions other than side to side i don't know it's uh, a, a newer styled side scroller i don't know but yeah it's 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 pretty cool it's set in like feudal japan i don't want to get too spoilery but uh it's uh what's it, a devolver digital game which they do have a lot of really good games devolver digital i mean they they did fall they, guys they have a yeah. another game that that was announced recently that looks really good yeah, I forget what it was. Uh, well, was. Th thanks for <laughs> contributing. <laughs> the, yeah, uh, Trek to Yomi looks cool. I actually did get it with Game Pass on PC, but I have not launched it yet. I have not played it yet. But it looks cool. I remember when they announced that during one of the... I think it was the same uh, show where they did the announcement for Neon White, actually. The game that comes out today as we're recording this. And it looks cool. I will. I'm, I'm very much burping my guts out. I'm very much looking forward to hearing more of your thoughts on that, Rob, because I trust your opinion for this. Yeah, kind of stuff. It, yeah. Once I once I definitely you know once I get deeper into it, I will uh, kind of weigh in on the Discord. I guess I guess Devolver is like the publisher, the developer of uh, Flying Wild Hog. Right. I guess that is that is worth mentioning. Devolver Digital. Yeah. does a lot of publishing yeah, can't but... get... it's the yeah. plucky squire <laughs> they tend oh I, I actually saw uh the plucky i uh, saw something about the plucky squire was that was that on the xbox event too or it's, it might, might have been it was... i think it was nintendo oh okay yeah there you go that's what it was the plucky squire yeah it's uh 
it's like a storybook of a plucky squire, but then he jumps out of the storybook and like yeah, yeah, yeah. He interacts jumps with page page. yeah, and then he interacts with objects like yeah, on a desk in a room and such. Hmm. Yeah, I just pulled it up here. This looks this looks neat. Oh, it's interesting. It concept. kind of a little bit almost reminds me of um, Chicory. Uh, a colorful yeah. tale. Uh, if you remember that one. Nope. Well, yeah, I was gonna look, say. Yeah, look uh, that one up later too. That, that one's pretty neat looking. This looks fun. This plucky squire. I'll play this. I would play this. Um. I guess Zyber will have to save our uh, media conversation for another two weeks. Uh, so it gives us more time to forget all of the movies and shows that we watched. Well, they're already like you know late compared to when they were released, oh, yeah. so it's not like it's not like we're trying to keep up with the times or anything. We're too old for that. No, I can't do that anymore. Are you kidding? Uh, oh shoot, that's right. I need to watch Miss Marvel. That that's a thing that exists. Oh, I now. forgot that. I do have to watch that too. Dang. All right. Hmm. All right, all right. Later, guys. We need to go yep. watch Miss Marvel. <laughs> watch, watch party at Zyber's place. Rob, you in? That's the, uh, on it. All right. Well, we'll see you, we'll see you there. Uh, the rest of you out there in uh, the world listening to us, uh, watch party at Zyber's place. Miss Marvel, meet us three days ago. <laughs> be there or be square. Oh.